Hey guys, what the hell is going on? This is Shakita Slater, aka Harley Quinn, aka Morticia Adams, aka Sabrina Solman, and I am back again with part two of the Lord of the Rings six part series. Watch along. Well, I'm thinking the call was to watch along, but uh, we're on Fellowship of the Ring right now, and the part that I had left off on last night was the part where Gandalf caught Sam outside and tried and tried to uh, listen in to what uh, Gandalf and Frodo were talking about. So I left off on that part. And for some odd reason, it's so funny. And Sam is pleading me, saying, like, don't turn me into anything unnatural. Like, oh my god. Like, Sam, bless his heart. I like Sam. I, I love Sam. I think he was the MVP throughout the whole Lord of the Ring franchise, in my honest opinion, because he was there for Frodo. You know, he wasn't going to let Frodo do anything dumb. He wasn't going to let him leave out of here. He wasn't going to let him do any of that shit. So, oh yeah, I'm totally going to be cussing. I'm going to be using expletives like a bitch tonight. <laughs> Hopefully we can get through an hour. I'm coming into two. But right now... Lord of the Rings time. So, Gandalf leaves, leaving Frodo and Sam in the woods alone. Why, God, would you do that? And I mean, what the fuck is going on? So now they have to go travel on foot on their little hobbit feet to, to get to where they need to go. So they're trying to leave the Shire far and wide. And the part, oh, and don't forget, I'm on the ex extended one I'm on the extended one so they're traveling leaving Sam's talking about oh if I leave if I cross any further like we'll totally leave the Shire Ah, bless his heart but that is right he would be leaving the Shire so and it's you know it was Frodo's sleeping like leave I understand Sam's like kind of sad because this is this this is like the farthest he's gone out of the shire and it's just like crazy so you know he stays with frodo they're going on the going ahead and traveling to wherever the hell they need to go they stop take a break eat some food that looks like some ham some turkey you know there's some sausages and they're just chilling Frodo's in a tree laying down smoking a pipe. That's 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 bomb, actually. And then they hear like some wood elves going about. And this is the first time I think they saw the elves in a good minute. So they see like this little forest part where the elves are and like they're just walking at night. Like they're glowing and stuff and I think that's kind of cool. So they're leaving the Middle Earth never to return because they're going to the um if I'm correct it's the Undying Lands that the, the elves are leaving uh, Middle Earth to go to the Undying Lands. If you are also a fan of this franchise just kind of let me know if i got that right i think it's the undying lands i'm not sure all right so sam and frodo are taking like a little nice 
that time, you know, they're tired and they don't travel for like damn near 10 minutes on foot just to do what they need to do. So they ate dinner, ate some food. So now they're going to go ahead and go to sleep. Sam's kind of freaking out because he's never going to go, like, go to sleep out there. So he's kind of, like, freaking out. Like, this is the farthest I've been from home. I don't like this. So coming into this little part here, you see little woods with little trees. And you see this wraith, this little reaper guy. Again, one of the nine kings who's dressed in all black on its black horse. Just looking out like what's going on because it's like they they feel the presence of that damn ring they feel the presence of the fucking ring so gandalf is riding to isengard what the heck is out there in isengard oh he's gonna go see his boy saruman but what gandalf fails to understand is that saruman kind of turned he kind of turned heel at this point <coughs> So they're going through the woods, just having, you know, just having a talk. Saruman's like, oh, the ring of power has been found. Oh, yeah, sure. It was it was in the Shire. It was under my nose. But I didn't do anything because, you know, I didn't want to make a big fuss about it. Like, I didn't know. But you knew. And so Saruman is like, oh, what kind of time do we have? Like, what are we doing? So Gandalf's explaining the whole whole thing to him in the castle that Sauron is going to build like this big army you know the orc army and everything to kind of take down and take over the middle earth and everything else while that ring is still out there they got to destroy that ring like really really quick so Gandalf's looking at Saruman as the like why, like, how do you know this? How do you know this shit? So Saruman, Saruman is basically explaining to him, like, oh, because I have foreseen it. I have saw it. And so he goes up, looking to this little orb ball thing, the Palantir. And he looks, you know, like a big orb ball. You know, like one of those science balls you have to put your fingers on and those little shock waves of electricity kind of tingles your little fingers and stuff and it makes your hair grow. Because, like, it makes the arms of your hair, arm hair grows and all that good stuff. Yeah, that's what it kind of looks like, reminds me of. So, Gandalf's telling him that Sauron's forces are moving. Saruman is telling him that the Nine have left Minas Morgul. So they already crossed the river Aizen on Midsummer's Eve. You know, dressed as the riders in black. Gandalf's thinking like, oh, they already reached the Shire. Like, no. Frodo and Sam are already gone out the Shire. Like, already gone out the Shire. So what was the fucking... Like, I'm glad they got out the Shire. But either way it goes, now that you have the Nine out there dressed in all black. Like, literally out there looking for him and looking for the ring because they sort of kind of know that he has the ring. So now they have to go out there and find him. Oh, yeah, sure. Do we kill him to get the ring back? They don't give a shit. The the nine dressed in black, they don't give a damn. We're just going to kill you how we see fit. How you die is how you see fit. We just want the ring of power. 
we just want that. And so Sauron and so Sauron's building his army, Saruman and Gandalf are having this altercation in the towers, and Saruman already like basically betrayed Gandalf and Lady Gladriel, but for some reason she somewhat knew about the the turn, as we're gonna cut to her later on. Oh, do you see there's something on again? I don't feel like it. Oh, fuck me. Got some goddamn emails right now. So Saruman and Gandalf are having an altercation. It's like old men fighting with canes and their walking sticks. <laughs> I thought this was really cool. And then Saruman gets like to, like got his staff and he took Gandalf's staff. And he's taking like all control of it. And I thought he was gonna like kill Gandalf, but it's like, you can't die. You can't die. So that's kind of weird. So we're cutting back to Sam and Frodo walking through the little, uh, crops. And, you know, Sam's always out there walking by himself, like, oh my god, where's Mr. Frodo? He ain't here! Sam, he's trying to leave. I'm just kidding. So it's just like crazy. It's a crazy, crazy. It's a crazy good. It's like it's a crazy good movie. So don't you lose him, Samwise Gamgee. Oh, uh, and here is Mary and Pippin doing some always for I. I have a hate love relationship with both Mary and Pip because. For the simple fact that, yes, they are adorable hobbits, but two, that's my love for them. I, I just like small people. I'm a short person. That's nothing new. That's why my son is going to bypass me by the time he hits 15. He's 11 and somewhat up to my nose. A goddamn shame, I know. But my hate part with Mary and Pip is the simple fact that they always seeming... Well, it's not, te it's not technically Mary. It's always... Pip. Pippin's always is like getting in trouble and stuff. And I don't like that very much. <laughs> I don't. Okay, back to the movie watch along. So now they all fall down this little hill. God, Hobbit's got some hairy ass foot. Mary's mad because the carrots are broken. So now they're all on like the road. And now they're just all clamoring for some goddamn mushrooms. Frodo's looking, seeing, okay, the paths are not clear. He gets a little frightened for a little bit. And he's telling everyone, I think we should totally get off the road. I think we should get off the road. So he kind of has this little scared feeling like, oh, we got to get off the road. Because you feel this gust of wind, like we need to get off the road. Frodo's telling them that. So they get off the road and they hide under this little tree branch under like the little tree root thing. Like there's a little opening where you can just kind of sit there for a minute. And so one of the nine, dressed in black, is on a horse. And he could somewhat already have a sensing of the ring. So he's just making sure that like, oh, my eyes are totally deceiving me. That's not what I'm sensing right now. I feel that ring. So they're looking on. 
God, if I ever have any chips, I like to get a black horse. I'm just saying that for shits and giggles. Okay, so the nine's looking over the tree branch that all four of Sam, Frodo, Mary, and Pip are hiding under. So they see all these bugs and stuff crawling out, and Frodo's like tempted to wear that damn ring just so he can draw more attention to himself. And he's in the nine that's above him can feel the ring. And he can already get a like a sense of like a sense of it. And Sam stops him immediately for putting that ring on. So they so Mary had to throw something to distract them and get them away so they can make a run for it. So Mary and Pip is all fairly new to this little new adventure that's been going on. So Frodo is now getting like some kind of indication about the ring. That it's more than just an accessory. It's the ring of power. <clears throat> okay, so you have the nine. It's getting ready to be dark. The nine are all kind of like, I think five, maybe like four of them are scattered out. Just to keep an eye out. Like, oh, we're getting a hobbit. Yeah, that's the one we want. We want that guy there with the curly hair. No, it, no. Okay, so Mary, Pip, Sam, and Frodo are making a run for it in the woods at night. And they have to figure out a way to get out of harm's way and to get out of, and just to get out of Dodge. If they could find a way to get out of Dodge, that would be really, really fucking cool. If they could just, just, you know, get out of Dodge before that horse guy comes back. <laughs> okay. So they have to leave, so they're leaving a the Shire. They need to get the Bree. Mary's telling them, like, okay, we need to get on the Buckle, like the Buckleberry Ferry in order to get to Bree. So we get on the ferry, we get out of there, make it to Bree, get into the Prancing Pony, get a room, lay low for a while until we decide to lay low for a minute. So as they get to Bree... Yeah, as they got to Bree, you know, Aragorn's there, but they don't tell him the name. He's just known to them as Strider. So, you know, he's a ranger. But we'll get to that part, like, really, really quick. Alright. It was funny. I don't know why I laughed so bad. When I first saw this movie and this scene and Frodo making a run for him, like making a run for it from the, from the horse guy. And he made that long leap onto the ferry and it's funny as hell. Oh my God, my stomach hurts. So now that they see him, they see about three more of the motherfuckers. And so, they have to make a run for it. They get to the end. So, they make it there. They get to the end. They have to hurry up get in before anything, before they start chasing them down. And, you know, this guy. <laughs> oh, my God. We wish to stay at the end. Our business is our own. <laughs> Oh my god. So they... And I thought... 
Yeah, so they make it to the, the Prince and Pony, they get in, and... Yeah, it's just so... Goddamn when it starts. So they got to breathe. It's raining outside. It's raining outside. So, you know, they're going to try and stay at the end, lay low, chill for a minute before they can get some rest. So they go get a couple of pints, you know, get some to drink. That is also, you know, when Frodo had to come up with this little weird ass name, like Underhill. My name is Underhill. And so he talks to the guy that's above them and he's like oh yeah Gandalf and then this guy's like oh Gandalf he has to think for a minute like Gandalf oh tall pointy long bearded pointy hat fellow I haven't seen him for six months like I haven't seen him for months around here and I'm thinking like the last time he got to saw Gandalf and I'm a kind of kind of cut away from the movie here and talk about the Hobbit's Desolation of Smaug at the beginning hat like at the the very beginning of the movie and when uh Thorin Thorin Oakenshield was there at the end he was there at Bree and he was eating and these guys were kind of like staring at him and it's like they want to like you know start like an altercation with them and Gandalf was there trying to stop it, so, you know, he's trying to talk to him, blah, blah, blah. That's what I was kind of thinking for a moment. Like, oh, that's probably what, that's probably how far back he got to see Gandalf, like, months ahead. And so Pip's mad because Mary got a pint of ale. And he's, like, really upset about it. I'm like, I don't know why he's upset about it. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I really don't. My poor soul. Okay. Alright. And so there you see Aragorn sitting across at the window in the little corner. And the, and the waiter's telling him, like, oh, he's one of those rangers. Yeah, he's one of those guys. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. And so Frodo gets a little freaked out. He gets a little spooked. His name is Strider. And then you see all these other guys. I mean, Frodo's is tampering with that damn ring. Stop it. And honestly, Frodo put himself in a lot more trouble later on. Like, in the next two movies. Like, Two Towers and Return of the King. He put himself in, like, harm's way numerous times like that ring is telling him like oh the ring is like oh I need you to get up and do some dumb shit that's gonna result to getting your ass killed and I'm like you dumb bitch Pip's over there running his mouth he's like oh that's my uh relative uh Frodo Baggins you know First cousin twice removed. I'm like, well, bro, why are you going? He just told the waiter, dude, before they got, you know, something to drink and they sat down that his last name was Underhill. Here you go telling him, telling everybody around you, oh, that's Frodo Baggins. Now, you don't put everybody in goddamn harm's way. 
Thank you. And so now Frodo put the ring on. The one, the four of the nine kings, like the yeah, nine men, the four of the nine. Uh, yeah, the men, they're coming, they're on their way. They're coming, they're on their way, and so they're making their way to the end. They sense the power of that stupid ring, and so now Frodo, getting grabbed by Strider, a.k.a. Aragorn. Hello, it's me, demons, again, your boy. So he throws Frodo in the room. And, whew, Frodo's home, like, oh, I carry nothing, indeed, yeah, you carry nothing. You carry a tiny-ass 24-karat gold accessory that's bringing so much goddamn power to the world, and doom and destruction, nothing but disease and famine, and you're talking about, oh, I carry nothing, what is wrong with you? I hate that. We're gonna get down to half of these. Like this, all this movie was also a love hate for me. Love the movie, hate some of the actions that went down. Hated it. Oh, and this poor guy that's always keeping watch, he died because they don't trample him. Poor soul. So everybody's in in their home in their room, sleep at the end. Hear these four mofo's coming, looking for a ring armed with dangerous weapons and swords and this one guy is just sitting down hiding out of harm's way in his little nightgown scared for his life <laughs> now this part like i think honestly i don't know what the hell peter jackson's thinking i did not know what he was thinking so you see the four the nine men come into the room holding your swords over the bed and it was so weird because i thought they were like i thought uh everybody was like in the bed and i thought they were just stabbing them and it's like weird and no they're stabbing pillows <sighs> sam frodo mary pip and aragorn aka strider aka the ranger are in a completely different room hiding they were in a completely different room hiding and so, after that, Aragorn tells him the story um, about them. My aunt was talking about, like, I don't know how Sauron was the deceiver this whole time. The great kings of men. Oof. Gave them nine rings of power, you know. <sighs> And so now the nine, the once great kings, at the beginning of this movie, you saw the nine kings holding their rings, and like they each had a ring. And so, you know, I had it, I don't understand, like some parts of this, like I, I just like to go back and rewatch and understand it more because it now to like they're riding out. They're, um, Sam, Mary, Frodo, and Pip are walking with Aragorn, trying to get to the elves. So they were about, about three, four, four days out before they got to the elves. So meaning they have to get to the house of Elrond as well. All right.
Yeah, because they were going to go to Rivendell at the time. And, oh, good lord, I am freezing again. I did not take my iron pills today. I need to go ahead and take them while I'm even on this uh, podcast doing, like, God knows what right now. Forgive me, for I have forsaken... I never th- I thought dwarves were greedy for like gold and treasure and shit. Hobbits are greedy for goddamn food. That is so weird. Yes, first was Yuri. What about second breakfast? Elevenses. Afternoon tea, luncheon, dinner, supper. He knows about that, right? No. And then he throws, like, two apples at Pip. <laughs> and Mary caught one and gives it to Pip, and he threw the other one at Pip. <laughs> He's like, here, take this apple, eat it along the way. So now they're walking, and they're walking through these little bushes. That's what's like trees, and they're going through this little swamp bog. Yeah, this is disgusting, this little swamp bog thing. It's so weird. Alright, so they're chilling out for a minute until they decide to, hey, they need to get up, walk. And so there's sleep. So he's keeping watch. Oh my god. And he's sitting down. Talking to himself. Hoping that, you know, Arwen. Oh, he was singing, my bad. I did not turn this up. But anyways, Arwen does come up after, a couple of scenes after the fact that Frodo got stabbed with the Morgul blade. I was so mad about that. That he got stabbed. And he's like, I remember he put the ring on his finger when they were at the top of Weathertop. And he had the ring on. And you see these nine kings. You see one of the kings. Like that first dude. And like white. Like a ghost and shit. And okay. So Frodo had the ring on. And he's like slowly pulling the ring up to him. And you know, Frodo pulled back. Homeboy got offended. He took it personally and stabbed his little small ass in the like the part here, somewhere like amongst the shoulder blade, kind of sort of close to the heart with the Morgul blade. And then he's like, he kept to stab them and just let the sword in until he got the ring off. Saruman also, like, you look at this movie now. And you see the scene where Saruman like cut down all the trees in Isengard. It was so many trees in Isengard. I never thought it was that many trees in Isengard. I never thought it was that many trees. I didn't think of that. And also Gandalf's at the top, um, trapped. And waiting for like a signal or something like a little bird, like a tiny little bird, help me, 
please get me out of here so I can go warn everybody else what the hell is going on. So, Saruman's telling them to rip all the trees down to make some firewood because they were going to build like this big ass army. Like this big army. So they get that done. Gandalf's just, just trying to figure out, okay, I gotta go. We're gonna get on this bus. Alright, and we're gonna cut scene from there. And then you have Aragorn walking Frodo, Sam, Mary, Pip on top of the Watchtower of Amonsul. So they're resting there for the night. Frodo sleeps for about two seconds. Mary, Pip, and Sam are over in the corner we cooking some food. And he's like, oh, we saved you some, Mr. Frodo. I'm like, what the hell? What? You're cooking and homeboy's life is... You're cooking and homeboy's life is in danger. What kind of fucking friends are y'all? Like, what? We're, we're trying not to draw attention to ourselves. And here y'all go. Drawing attention to yourselves. Put it out, you fools. Like, what are you doing? You talking about, oh, that's nice. There's some ash on my potatoes. M fuck your potatoes. Frodo's life is in danger, and you're worried about a couple of goddamn sand on your motherfucking mashed potatoes? Get out of here. Get out of here. God, I told you guys I was going to cuss at the storm on my podcast for this stuff because some of the shit pisses me off so bad for no ill real reason so they're all surrounded so they got to the top of Weathertop here are the nine great kings you know dressed in black ready to stab some people oh and what people did not know what I didn't know when I first saw this movie was that the witch king of Angmar was up here in this scene at the at the part of Weathertop. I didn't know that he was at the top part. It, that was when I stabbed Frodo. I didn't think that was going to be him. I didn't know that was going to be him. So that kind of freaked me out a little bit. And so Frodo, again, pulls out the ring, and that just, like, pisses me off. So, like, that just, again, pissed me off to, like, no avail. So the one that carried the Morgul blade was the Witch King of Angmar. So he was the one that stabbed Frodo at Weathertop. And so Frodo puts on a ring, he disappears again. He sees these white, ghosty, shadowy figurines, the kings... And it's like he, the, the ring's being pulled into him. It's like, oh, they're trying to pull it. Oh, no, but Frodo had... He's shown great resilience to the ring, like, thus far. He has shown great resilience to it. So after Frodo got stabbed, here comes Aragorn with his sword and this little fire torch. Just, like, waving off the... The guys, the the kings, like the the cloaked shadowy figurines. 
And so, Frodo's over there just in pain, bless his heart. And so Aragorn's still fighting off the, the cloaked men. And so they're trying to get away. And so they see Frodo on the ground. And they have to try to get him to Rivendell as quickly as he can before he turned into one of them. And so, you know, they tried to get him there. You know, they have to get some Athelus. Athelus. Yeah, I, I call it Athelus. It's Athelus or Athelus. Like the plant, like a weed. And they needed to kind of stop down, like, the pain and the swelling and stuff. But, like, Frodo needed some elvish medicine. And so Arwen does come up in here. And they're about six days away from Rivendell. They weren't going to make it. Like, because they, they was probably, like, give it, like, day two, maybe day three. Frodo would have been dead and he would have been turned into, like, one of those things. Like on site and everybody there around him would have died so Gandalf had to find a way to get down from that tower and make it to Rivendell as quickly as possible because I felt like he felt Frodo's presence as he got stabbed and everything so you know he sees this little butterfly this little moth and he jumps is Saruman is trying to like basically trying to, to stop him from doing what he needs to be doing and you know stuff like that <clears throat> so Gandalf bless his heart uh. this little bug had little So he had to turn into a little bird and see what's going on. And Saruman's building like an army using all of that firewood of all the trees that he burnt down in Isengard. It was like, and then you look at Isengard then, it was full of trees, it was full of life. And you look at Isengard and two towers and Return of the King, a hot mess. A hot mess. So you have down here the orcs are building an army. I'm like how do y'all just randomly grow? Grow these things out the ground. Like how does that. How in the hell. It's coming out the sack and shit. It's like a baby being born. But this is like a full grown man. A.K.A. all monster being born. Coming out the ground. And he kills another dude. Helping him get prepped. Like who the f What is going on here? And he has found his killer. I'm, I'm just amazed. I'm just amazed at how most of these turned out and stuff. Here we go. Okay, they're the trolls that Bilbo was talking about to the little kids. 
and how he uh, turned them all to stone. Look at Hobbit's unexpected journey, and you'll totally see how he uh, got them to turn to stone. And I thought it was pretty cool. I didn't think they would be around the trolls. Sometimes I just feel me watching these goddamn movies. I said I was going to do an Underworld watch-along, like a, a, a review on my thought with it. So, I said I was going to do something. I think I am going to try and do something like that along the lines. Uh, the next movie I do want to start after I'm done with The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings series. Like, the franchise alone. I think I'm going to just go ahead <clears throat> and do Scream. I think I'm going to do Scream. Give my review on that. And, um... Leading up to because I think it is coming out this year. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on it. Alright, but anyways, we'll talk about it later. Back to the movie. Here's Arwen coming up. And she's coming to help. Like, I'm coming to help you. You're dying, Frodo. Okay? It's like your sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> coming into your sleep and be like, hey, I'm here to help you. Okay, I'm here to help you. So she sees it, and then Aragorn's putting the weed in Frodo's cut wound, and it's hurting him. So she, we have to get him, to, like, we have to try and get him to Arwen's father, aka Lord Elrond. Hello. Here's five wraiths behind you. Where are the other four? I don't know. And so Arwen takes Frodo and gets out of there as fast as she can. Ooh, I am freezing. You know I ever get cold doing shit? My cats are here snuggled up next to me. My dog is asleep. Thomas sleep. Like, my dog Nanny is in the room with Thomas sleep on his bed. Like, he has not moved at all. So he gets a little doggy blanket. A little doggy pillow. So he sleeps with Thomas every night. So that sucks. Like, forget the person that, you know, literally have you. Alright, so Arwen's taking Frodo. She's riding as fast as she can. To get to, uh, to get to Rivendell. And not, despite the fact that you have five rates behind you but when I looked and then cut scene in here and it was like more than five it was like seven it was like seven like six rates behind her at this time and so she's trying to get out of there as fast as she can and they're all just like gaining up on her how does she dodge them and not get stabbed I don't know <laughs> yeah, so it was about eight. It was about eight rates behind her, and she's still getting out of there as quickly as possible. And it's amazing how she got out of there, like, quickly. You know, just, she's bobbing and weaving through the woods, getting away until she gets to this little creek, this little water creek. 
and they can't cross. <laughs> they could cross, but to the part where she was whispering like a spell, and then like a whole like a bunch of water was coming in, and you see these little horse laying the water horses are trotting along. I thought that was really cool. For like a lot of this, this stuff. If you want him, come and claim him. We are 40 minutes in the podcast, and I am really grateful that you guys have got to sit down and tolerate my dumbass for no apparent reason. Bless you. And, you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have taken it any differently. Thank you guys for being with me through these tough times. I said I was going to try and do as many as I can with the podcast. So, and coming down, I said I was going to do like an hour. But, you know, and then we're going to cut into most of the parts with the movie. Alright, so the water basically takes out the eight wraiths that we're trying to cross. Oh, good lord. I am freezing. God damn it. Alright, so Frodo's someone passing away, but he's not passing away. She, for some reason, made it to Rivendell. With no hesitation. Like, they made it, there was, like, no hesitation. So, she's crying, she thinks Frodo's dead, but he's not dead. So, they get to Rivendell. He's feeling 100% better. Give me what the fuck the elves be giving half of anybody in these movies. I want what they got. I got some ailments. I want what's I want some they this had to be some C B D that they were on. <laughs> the elves had C B D before C B D was a thing. And this movie came out in two thousand one. So Gandalf's there in Rivendell. Frodo's in bed, all comfortable in Rivendell. And, you know, Gandalf's looking like he ain't lost his stuff. That's cool. That's cool. Okay, so they get to Rivendell. Uh, Frodo, Sam, Pip, Mary are all seeing each other. And then Frodo sees Bilbo. And that's a cute little reunion in itself. And Bilbo's age is starting to come in. He's looking like a properly good-looking old man. Rest in peace, Ian Holm. God bless your little baby heart. Um, yes, he did also die in 2020, if I'm correct. Yeah, he died last year. Um, it's a terrible year. We will not talk for spirit details. <clears throat> So Gandalf was about to die in the hands of Saruman. It'd be your own... You know what? The, this scene alone with Saruman and Gandalf is the one of those it'd be your own homies situations. It'd be your own homies. He turned on you and everybody else. So Gandalf took a chance, jumped off the tower, got on an eagle... And Saruman with his iconic, so you have chosen death. Would like it if he got out of there. 
So Gandalf's on an eagle traveling to Rivendell. He, you know, he gets there as quickly as possible. Frodo's thinking something else is going on. And Gandalf basically just says, like, oh, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. You know, it's nothing. Oh, good goddamn well. Old people love to lie. Like, what? You know what's going on. But why don't you let everybody else in the, you know, no one the loop? Like, tell me what's up. Like, what's going on here? Stop being a hoe about things. Jesus Christ. Okay, my tablet wants to be a little bitch right now. So sorry. And put on its other charger before she decides to say, hey. I'm gonna screw and I'm just gonna screw with you for no apparent reason. Thank you, laptop, for not being a bitch right now to me in times of need. Like I don't need you to right now. Alright. Frodo, Sam, Mary Pip are having like a little cute little reunion, but that's beside the point. Let's get to the real shit. Lord Elrond talking to Gandalf, having like these little war stories going on. And for some odd reason, I do agree that, you know, the the part with Elrond having like a war flashback. <laughs> this man had a war flashback of the time he was in Mount Doom and him and Isildur were there. Isildur had the ring Elrond's telling him to destroy it. He looking at him like, ah, oh, no, I'm not destroying those. Like, no. And then walks off and he's like, Isildur! Elrond has not slept since that night. God bless him. Y'all won the war. And he's still acting like a fuckboy because he's still... And you know, that's why the ring betrayed him and that's why his ass died. It's a shame. It's really a shame that it had to come like that. It had to come down like this. It really had to come down like this, and it, it's crazy. So they're having the meeting. Boromir's there. Gimli's there. Legolas there. Frodo's there. Gandalf's there, and Aragorn's there. Boromir's jumping up like a whole ho, like oh, this is amazing. This is, you know, we should take the Ring of Power and use it against Sauron. No, it ain't that easy, bro. Aragorn's telling him, like, it, it has no other master. It'll listen to nobody and nobody alone. Case in point. So, Boromir's tends like, oh, well, what would a ranger know? Legolas jumped up and told him, yeah, this is... Aragorn, son of Arathorn, you owe him your allegiance. Boromir looking at him. Ah, uh, this is Isildur there, and then yeah, and heir to the and you know, and heir to the throne of Gondor. Everybody looked around, and he's telling Aragorn's telling Legolas to sit down. <laughs> he's like, this ain't that deep. It ain't that deep. Just sit down. And now knowing that Isildur, like you know. Isildur's heir is basically alive and well and at that meeting y'all don't want to pay attention to reason here so everybody's fighting 
at this meeting about the ring, about what to do with it. You should hold it. And Frodo, with his iconic, I will take the ring. Though I do not know the way. Bless him. Like, you have my sword and my bow and my axe. <laughs> you carry the fate of us all, little one. I'm like, I'm gonna go with you. Okay. Ooh, good Jesus. I'm tired. Though I do not know the way. Okay, so they're at a fellowship. Sam... Mary and Pip also join in on a little fun, and Elrond's trying to figure out why are y'all here. This is a secret council to which you were not invited to. Hmm. So they all come, go to you know get into the thing. So now <clears throat> they're leaving. Jesus. I might want to duck down to like, yeah, maybe like an hour. Because I'm not going to bed to like damn near one, maybe two. Aragorn's looking on at this little statue of like a woman. And it's, and it's, it's so sad that, you know. And Elrond told him, like, oh, you know, this is your mother. So, basically, Aragorn was basically pretty much raised in Rivendell. But he doesn't want to be king. And then, and then you know, Elrond telling him, like, you were the last that bloodline. It's your God, like, it's your God-given right. You have to be king. Like, you can't turn away from it. So he didn't want the power. And then just looking at it now, and it's like, you you kind of see why he sort of kind of didn't want it. Because it was like too much to handle. Because it's like, he felt like he didn't deserve to be king. He felt like he didn't earn that right to be king. But you are, again, like Elrond said, you were the last of that bloodline. So you have to kind of sort of accept it for how it is. And that's just it. So, you know, they have that conversation. And so, you know, Aragorn's going to have to think about it for a minute. It's like, this is your right. You're going to have to do something. You're, you're the rightful king. Nobody can take that from you. Especially that dumbass steward in Gondor who is currently sitting on that throne right now. But we won't talk about homeboy until Return of the King. But I'm going to totally finish up this tonight. Okay, so Bilbo and Frodo are having a little conversation, a little family talk. Bilbo freaked out because he wanted to see the ring from, like, from Frodo. And he's kind of, like, blaming himself for bringing this burden onto Frodo. So he was, like, sorry for everything. And it's kind of painful to see Bilbo like this, too. Because he had that ring for 60 years. 
He held that ring for 60 years in the Shire. And do you not understand what dangers you could have brought upon everybody there had it been found from you? Like by anybody else. So that was kind of scary. So, you know, Frodo's going over there to comfort him. Legolas, Boromir, Gandalf, Aragorn, Gimli, Frodo, Sam, Mary, Pip, the Fellowship are about to head off into their little adventures and everything with tons of, tons of Lembus bread, you know, some good elvish food, so, you know, so they get to travel on out of here, they gotta leave Rivendell and all that good stuff. So they're making their way to Mordor. And it's kind of sad that. Uh, and this little cute scene that Aragorn's looking at Arwen. And you know she's getting all sad and shit. Like oh, I have to leave soon. And she's like heartbroken because their love is gone. So they're all making their way out of Rivendell. And Rivendell looks like a peaceful ass place to live at. You know, got some water. Got some, like, they have a lot of land. Elves get all the good shit. I'm mad as hell. Elves get all the good shit. So they're doing their traveling. They're traveling. They're traveling. So they stop for a minute. Eat. Take a break. Boromir's fighting with Mary and Pip. They're like doing a little sword fighting. And so that's fun. Gan uh Gimli's basically telling everybody, like, oh, we should make the way we shouldn't go through the mines of Moria. My cousin Balin would like welcome us all there. Mind you. Mind you, so they pay, They pretty much uh, did go through the Mines of Moria. Why didn't they go through the Gap of Rohan? I don't goddamn know. Because I felt like the Mines of Moria would have been easier for them to, 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 to get there. But all it's done would bring more danger upon everything else. And so they're, and then Gimli's thinking, oh, if we take the gap of Rohan, it's too long to go. It's too long. Don't eat that right now. Ooh, I'm freezing. I'm like really bad right now. Legolas looks on above and sees birds. Oh, and Mary and Pip are beating up Boromir. For notice, for the shot. Or the Shire and stuff. 